Thank you for downloading this podcast. We believe this message from Pastor Ryan will uplift you today. (laughs) If you're new to Five Stones and this is the first time you've ever been with us during uh, the month of January, welcome to our Five Stones Fasting Month. And uh, we try to dedicate the first uh, portion, large portion of our new year toward just seeking God and finding God's will and direction and vision for our lives. And, and so I want to spend some time this morning, so don't expect me to get too excited and y'all jump and holler. Cause I, cause I'm thinking this is probably one of those dynamics as far as Scripture is related that you don't get all that thrilled about. Because there's so much misunderstanding about fasting because to us fasting is all about loss. And unfortunately, there's such a neglect and an ignorance about fasting. And uh, so we're going to spend some time this morning. I just want to talk to you about it because, see, for me, I'm much like you. I didn't uh, really get indoctrinated into fasting and understanding what fasting was until uh, about 97, 98. And it was during that time, and this is my own testimony, so let me just share it for a moment. Because in 97, 98, I began to read a book by Bill Bright. Ever heard of him? Campus Crusade for Christ. And at that time, Bill was advanced in years. He's done, passed on, and went home to be with the Lord. But, but at that time, he had, had talked and shared his conviction about spending time in fasting. And I read that book. And at that time, I had never had a consistent, if you will, pattern of fasting. Because much like most of us, We viewed fasting as something that somebody else did. And I was kind of like that until I read his book. And there was a challenge that came to me, not because I read the book, but became because after I read the book, I had a greater understanding of the spiritual relevance of being an individual who fasts and spends time in fasting. And I think that that for me it became a spiritual dynamic and principle of discipline that, that is outweighed anything else. Because it challenges you and it pushes you. And, and, and I was so, I guess, for me, intrigued by it. I said, I've got to try it. How many last year at Five Stones fasted some things for the first time ever in your life? Just show me your hand. A few of you? How many is planning on it this year? Mm-hmm. Some of you have already been to the grocery store, I heard. Getting prepared and preparing your mind and and what's exciting to me is even our young people that's exciting to me when our young people are preparing themselves as teenagers to participate with us and i think that's a wonderful thing and and it's a wonderful thing because it brings us back to the basics of our relationship with god see fasting's not about losing weight fasting's not about manipulating god to do what you want him to do Fasting's not so you can get what you want from God. Fasting's not so you have favor and visions and dreams and insight. If you want to lose weight, Jenny Craig, I got a, I got a revelation for you. You want to lose weight? Eat less, exercise more. Uh-huh. John's Gospel, chapter 3. Turn there with me for just a moment. John's Gospel, chapter 3. Seven words, seven words, 
is the foundation for what I want to talk to you over the next few moments. Seven words. John 3. You there? Verse 30. Verse 30. He must increase, but I must... Seven words. He must increase, but I must decrease. Someone say, what's the purpose of fasting? What's the purpose of fasting? What's the purpose of fasting? For us to decrease so that he might be increased. Think of that thought because for me, that's like an atomic bomb in our spirit. Because we live in a culture of self-indulgence. We live in a culture of excess. We live in a culture that does not know want. And for us to make a decision to separate ourselves from the excess allows us to decrease that our attention to details with God increases. Someone said, what would be the purpose of me spending some time in fasting? Seven words you can put on your refrigerator. Seven words you need to put on the dashboard of your car so you don't drive through McDonald's next week and be tempted to grab a Big Mac. Because you're not doing it that He might favor you. You're doing it because you're trying to discipline your uncontrollable flesh. Now that's something we're not going to talk about much because the truth is if I talk about it too much, you'll be offended. For me, fasting is not about me abstaining from food. It's about me choosing to be disciplined enough to control what is normally an uncontrollable part of my life called my flesh. For me to take my eyes off the world long enough that my ears might be attentive enough to the voice and the direction of God. Hmm. Because for me, it's about sacrifice. It's about discipline. It's about doing what I normally don't do. Now, we call it a Daniel fast, and the reality is Daniel and Daniel chapter 1 wasn't so much about a fast. It was about Daniel's conviction to not eat the king's meat. I know we call it a Daniel fast, but the reality is it's really not a Daniel's fast. It's a Daniel commitment. And it's not about what we receive. And I know there's certain things that we put into to what we call guidelines for a Daniel's fast, and I can appreciate that. But the reality is it's not as much about the receiving or not receiving of food as it is about the condition of your heart. You say, well, Pastor, I, I can't do anything because of medical conditions. Yes, but there are things that you can put out of your life. So maybe we ought not even call what we do the first of the year at Daniel fast at all. Maybe we should just call it discipline. <laughs> A time for humility and reflection. A time for seeking without distraction. Uh-huh. 
Maybe we ought to just call it a time where our conviction says for the next 21 days, I don't want anything to distract me from my pursuit after God because I've got to get something straight with God. I don't want it to be binding and I don't want it to be traditional and I don't want it to be legalistic. I want you to challenge yourself to do something you've never done before in the way of just setting us. You say, well, what's the benefit? What's the benefit? Well, Second Chronicles 7.14, we all quote it. If my people will humble themselves, those who are what? Called by His name. We'll humble ourselves. We'll, we'll be what? Disciplined. Pray. Seek His face. That's an interesting thought. Because anywhere you find fasting in Scripture, whether it's the Old Testament or New Testament, it's always linked to prayer. Fasting doesn't stand alone. Fasting is always linked to prayer. You can't separate the two. They're, they go together, prayer and some things are only done by prayer and if my people which are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. No one in church admits their wicked ways, but all of us have a few wicked ways. Mm-hmm. Including the guy holding the microphone. Wicked ways. Some ways that are not the best of the kingdom of God. But the Bible says that if we pray and seek His face and turn from our wicked ways, we'll hear from heaven. Really, fasting to me, whether it's got food involved or not food involved, vegetables involved or fruit involved, doesn't, that's not the, it's about me being humble. It's about me decreasing in order that He might increase. It's about me seeking Him till I find Him. It's about me confessing my sins, my behaviors. Far be it from me to get personal. How about your attitudes? Uh -huh. Lord, help us turn from our wicked ways so that we can hear from heaven. And what? He will heal our land. I'd love for God to heal our land. I'd love for there to be an awakening and a revolution in America. I would love for the, for the very axis of America to turn in the way toward God like we've never seen before. I would like for people to run to altars like they've never run to altars. I'd like for bars to be emptied out. I would like for the prostitution rings to go out of business. I would like corruption to be submitted and injustice to be submitted to the glory of God. But that's not going to happen as long as I and you continue to do what we've always done. You can't have a healing of the land without there's something changing in us. So for me, this fasting time is a time for us to change us. You say, well, does God need fasting? Absolutely not. He doesn't require my fasting. I require the fasting. I need it. So why do I need it? <laughs> because the world has so clogged the arteries of my spirit. Television has clogged the arteries of my spirit. Secular media has clogged the arteries of my spirit. Greatest thing ever happened to me one time was I was preaching a revival on the other side of Athens, Georgia. 
And when I got there, they said, we're going to put you up in a place to stay. What they failed to tell me was all it had was running water and electricity. That felt somewhat inadequate to me. No internet. No television. No radio. Seven days. Revival. Preach at night. And stay in that place. I'd like to tell you I had an automobile, but at that time, Marsha and I had one vehicle. You know what I figured out? There's a lot of hours in the day when there's nowhere to go, no cell phone, no landline, no computer, no television. I found myself walking around the church parking lot for something to do. They brought me food in the morning and left it on the doorstep. Didn't ever talk to nobody. Church time, I went, preached the gospel, had a move of God, went back to my isolation room. You know what I found out? I don't need. Oh, but pastor, I got it, I got it. No, you don't. You'd be surprised what would happen with a little discipline that disconnects you from the very things that you're reliant on. I'm not saying that the next 21 days you've got to go without television or radio or internet or whatever, but I'm telling you, you ought to do something that requires a decreasing of your normalcy that might heighten the increase of His supernatural. How am I going to know there's one true God if I don't decrease? Because I listen to a culture that has multiple gods. How am I going to get in tune with the one true God if I'm watching a secular media that is absolutely saturating me with foreign gods of secular humanism? How can I be loyal to the one true God when the world and the culture tells me to be loyal to others? Bible said in 2 Samuel, there's one God, one true God. There's only one God, and there's not even one compared to you. How do I know that if I don't decrease? How do I know the truth of the gospel if I don't decrease? Because we live in a culture that is saturated with lies. We live in a world saturated with lies, guys. Absolutely blatant lies and falsehood. And we soak it in with such desire that when we hear the truth of the gospel, we're instantly skeptical. Because we have been programmed by the media to have ears of skepticism and doubt. And then when we say God's a healer, the majority of our church questions it because they've been programmed to question anything. We need to decrease so that He can increase truth in us. Truth that says He is God. I know that seems elementary, but I'm praying that you rediscover God in the next few weeks. That you do something. I challenge you, do something you've never done before. 
in the way of separating yourself from normalcy. I saw some had signed off their Twitter accounts and signed off their Facebook accounts and signed off from social media accounts. Some have even said, I'm not going to do this for the next 21 days. I applaud you. Because the reality is some of you cannot sit down for more than two minutes without your BlackBerry or your iPhone in your hand searching social media, finding out all the drippings of somebody else's sad, afflicted life. And you won't watch a soap opera, but you find it on Twitter. Preach, preacher. You spend more time on Facebook than you do in the book. Which book has priority, Facebook or the book? See, you're being hateful, Pastor. That's our culture. Our culture has numbed us from the very vitality of our God. It's made church a mechanical mechanism of secular humanistic garbage. No wonder nobody's lives are changed. No wonder it's so programmed. No wonder it's so boring. We don't believe God can do all things anymore because we've been told we can do all things. Self-reliant. Self-reliant. How am I going to know truth if I don't decrease and find truth? Challenge yourself. Daniel pushed back the delicacies of the king because he didn't want to be associated with the food of the king that wasn't in covenant with God. Daniel didn't eat it because he said, it's my conviction that I shouldn't. And those that are around the king said, listen, you can't do that because the king's going to know you're fasting. And Daniel said, give me ten days to do it my way, honoring God, and I believe God will honor me. And the Bible says that when Daniel and his three brethren come before the king, they looked as good as those who had been eating the delicacies of the king. In fact, so much so that they had favor put upon them because they said, I'll honor God. wonder what God would do with us if we honored Him first. Oh, that's right. That's the Bible. Seek ye first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and these things shall be added unto. We don't live that way in our culture. We seek what we want, get what we want, buy what we want, borrow what we want, go in debt for what we want. Okay, don't shout me down. Because if we want it, we have the wherewithal to get it and to make it happen. What if for the next few days you didn't seek your own answer and you decreased that his wisdom might increase in your life and he gives you a strategy that doesn't have debt attached to it or favor that puts you before kings, that puts you at the front of the line when otherwise you would have to manipulate your way to get there. Don't enter into 2014 trying to get you a promotion by way of the culture. Get you a promotion from God.
How are you going to know he's absolutely faithful when you feel unfaithful because the world we live in tells us we're unworthy? To me, if, if I'm going to spend the next... Y'all right? Give me seven minutes, I'll be done. If I don't decrease and find this renewed God, the one true God, the God of truth, the God who is faithful, I'm doomed to operate based on my own mechanics. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've tried to live based on my own ingenuity, my own intellect, my own ability to make things happen. And you know what? It's terrible. It's terrible. I know what Lamentations 3 says. It says, great is his faithfulness, but I don't ever give God a chance to be faithful because I'm still in charge. Over the next few days, why don't you decrease and let him have authority? Authority over the checkbook. I promise you, you'll save some money over the next 21 days. I promise. Why? Because if you change your diet, you change your behavior, you change your pattern of life, and you're not spending 60 bucks down at the restaurant. Because they're not serving some of the things that... You're like, wow, where'd the extra surplus come from? A commitment a decreasing of you and an increasing of knowledge of God? Does that make sense? All right, listen. I'm, I, I, there's so much I could say about fasting. It's not about the food or the lack of food. Please get that. It's not about manipulating to get God to do something for you that you desire and want. It's not about you having favor and prosperity. Dear God, if you're going to fast to lose weight, don't. If you're going to set aside the next few weeks to seek the face of God, seek it that he might humble you. See, most of the fasting is in order for us to be elevated. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 6 when he had a little bit of a problem with the Pharisees? He said their problem was they fasted so that everyone knew it. And he said, you're a hypocrite. Remember that? It's in Matthew 6. He said, they're hypocrites. Don't fast so that people see your sombering face. He said, do it in secret so that I can reveal it openly. You don't fast to be more spiritual to the people sitting next to you. You fast because you know you. And I know there's new temptations in 2014 that I better get my first of the year fast in so that I can be resolute in the power of God so that I can deal with what I'm going to face because I know me. I know fasting is not a subject that we enjoy. In fact, fasting is a subject we very rarely talk about because it has everything to do with separating ourselves from the things we like. All I'm asking you to do, and this is all we've done for years since we started this ministry, is to spend 21 days, three weeks, doing something collectively, corporately, and individually. I don't know what God's got planned in 2014, but I'm pretty sure of this. 
it's going to require a decreasing of you and I in order that he might be increased. And in order for me to decrease, there are just some things I've got to say no to. Some things I can't go, can't do, can't be a part of. Daniel did it because he had a conviction. I'm challenging you. Do something. Some of you already felt conviction about your Facebook thing already. I can feel you. Y'all just kind of shut down on me right there. All I can say is you shut down because it hits you right between the eyes. It's true, isn't it? Do something for you. Not because of the benefits that come later. But there's just some things I need to discipline so that I can say, God, you've got the priority of my life. Because if I'm going to serve him, he ought to have my heart first, right? If I'm going to love him with all my heart, then I better give him my heart first. Which means I can't give him the leftovers of my heart. I can't give him my leftover time. I can't give him my leftover stuff. I've got to give him the first. And so when we start this year, we start with the first time of setting aside certain things. So what we're going to do, how many's never done this before, ever? Okay, some of you. Some of you, last year was your first time, right? Or the year before was your first time. How many feels like this year has got to be different for you than it was last year? Can I ask a test? I, I know this is different. This is normal, different than my normal Sunday, but you've got to work with me for a, little, for a few minutes. Last year was good for a lot of you. Because you were stronger the last 11 months of the year. Because you set aside the first month as an offering to God. You gave him a tithe. You gave him a portion. And you said, I'm going to set it aside. Usually for me, and I know this is not something that you're going to write a book about, but for me, fasting is the most miserable self-revealing, frustrating, difficult. Can I throw another adjective in there? Because what it does is you decrease, you realize how dependent you are on certain things in your life to give you worth rather than just being able to say, I'm a child of God. Whether I've got a big house or no house, I'm a child of God. Regardless of all the other trimmings of life, I'm a child of God. Regardless of I know what's going on in social media, I'm a child of God. Fasting, Old Testament, New Testament, principles are there. The truth is it has to be personal. It has to be personal for you. You say, well, why would you take so much time talking about fasting? Because I believe if Jesus fasted, and he did, 40 days, in order that he might demonstrate the kingdom of God, and he established a principle that only certain things are dealt with through prayer and fasting, then apparently fasting is a dynamic in our spiritual discipline, that if we apply, we can invoke the favor, the blessing, and the anointing of God. I want you more anointed in 2014. I want you more powerful in 2014. 
I want you living triumphantly in 2014. I want sickness to get to your doorstep and be crippled. I want things that rise up against you to be smitten because you recognize them before they ever get on your property. I want you so in tune with the Holy Ghost because you've decreased that the Holy Spirit speaks to you. That when your children are off target and off path and, and straying, the Holy Ghost wakes you up in the middle of the night because you've been fasting and praying. Come on, talk to me, somebody. I want the Holy Ghost to wake you up. I want the Spirit of God to be so in tune with you and you to be so in tune with it that no matter what's going on, you feel that quickening. And that doesn't happen as long as we continue to do what we've always done. We know that. Because the truth is we've been doing what we've been doing consistently. And now we're about to engage in something different. We're all like, ooh. Because we know that what we've done for the last seven months or eight months or whatever it was since the last time you spent some dedicated time, you have operated out of the sufficiency of your knowledge without having a fresh understanding of some things God wants to share. I want God to open us up to some new concepts, new strategies, new obedience. I want to be challenged. I want to, I want to do it just because I need it. Somebody asked me one time, said, ever since 98, I've been getting this fasting lifestyle. And they said, what do you do that for? Because I need it. What's the point? I need it. I need to be able to know that I can say no. Because if I can learn to say no for 21 days, guess what? When temptation shows up, I'll learn to say no because I learned to say no back here. You can do this. We put together a, a little handout for you. For those of you that want some, some information, it'll be available right here. Just talks about how and what and why. I didn't want to talk about the hows, the whats, and the whys. I want to talk about seven words. Fair enough? I got to decrease so he can increase. In 2014, I choose to decrease that he might increase. Stand with me in this room. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you being here. I love you. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We believe this message from Pastor Ryan will uplift you today. If you're new to Five Stones and this is the first time you've ever been with us during uh, the month of January, welcome.